Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out today, tonight, whenever this is hitting you and you're listening to it. I hope you guys always know the level of gratitude that I have for you allowing me to be a small part of your life and how appreciative I am that you guys get to be a part of mine because this is such a love of mine. I love connecting with all of you. I love seeing how the ripple effect of this podcast goes and that was my hope always when this was started. So thank you for allowing this to be my reality. Speaking of reality and thoughts and actions and behaviors, today we're going to jam a little bit on a topic called reframing. Reframing is a concept that I've talked about in a few episodes since or around the beginning of the new year. So the last couple weeks, I think this has been dropped in here and there because this is one of the intentions that I have for 2020 is to grow my ability to reframe and to just be a little bit more automatic in my reframing ability. And if this concept is totally new to you, don't worry. It's pretty simple. You can probably guess what it is already, but really reframing is creating a different view of a thought, of an action, of a behavior, of a situation, just taking a different glance at it. Reframing is so powerful because it reminds us that we hold the ability to change our view, to take action over the things that we maybe do or don't like. And it gives us the reminder that we always, always are in control only of our own thoughts, actions, and behaviors. Reframing is a pretty powerful tool, though for a lot of my one-on-one clients and my coaching clients, all the ladies in the Mindset and Muscle group, we really focus this on, of course, a lot around body and food, because that's a lot of what the coaching involves, but because it is really at its core, a mindset technique. So if struggling with issues with body and your food maybe isn't your piece, you can use this method, these techniques to focus on your mindset around your money or your work or your relationships. It really, really fits into anything. We constantly, all day long, just pretty much have an unspoken stream of thoughts that run through our brain. Sometimes they're spoken. If you're anything like me, you find yourself chatting away to yourself. Um, either, either around people or not around people, whatever way you choose. But basically, I mean, the, the bulk of what we hear all day long is our thoughts, our own way of getting in our head. And by default, we tend to be a little bit negative in that. That's not just you. It's not a character flaw. It's how we're hardwired as humans. 
But that often comes back to bite us in the ass. And so being really conscious and being really aware of that negativity and starting to shift and make those changes are the first way that we can implement reframing. Like pretty much everything, until we're aware of it, until we begin to see it happening or begin to see patterns of it, it's pretty hard to change something that you're not aware of. And so taking some just mental notes and mental breathers of when you're starting to notice you default to a negative thought. Maybe for you, that is about your body. I shared recently on last week's episode about how I saw a poster of a woman holding a plank and she had a body that I really desired. And I immediately went to, I need to be her. She has her shit together. This is why do I not look like this? What do I need to do to look like this? In that moment, though, because I've practiced this concept, I was able to step back. I was able to give myself space to breathe and to think clearly instead of irrationally and really ask myself, why was I creating the storyline? How? Why did I think that she had something that I didn't? What did I think by her looking this certain way that I needed to have that? And go back and listen to that episode. I dive into that story a whole lot more, so I won't go over it all again. But because I have strengthened my mindset muscle, I've strengthened my ability to reframe, I was able to put a halt on that and just work through that a little bit. And so the first step, if the, if you're new to reframing or you want to start to just try it a little bit more, is to just pay attention throughout the next couple days Where do those thoughts creep up? What storylines do you tell yourself over and over again? When you look in the mirror, what negative things do you pick pick apart your body for? When you see a photo, where do you go? Do you automatically go to the flaws? Do you automatically go to something you like? And then as you start to find those patterns, really ask yourself the tough questions. The tough questions are the ones that I have to kind of be in a little more upfront with when I'm working with my clients and call them out on their bullshit and call myself out on my bullshit because that's what tough questions have to do. They have to make you really come to terms with what is truth and what is something that you're perpetuating over yourself or you're creating for yourself. And we never do that in a harsh way It's meant with love and it's meant with support, but sometimes we need that little nudge to say, hey, like, is this accurate or are you kind of spiraling this out? And that's really one of the first questions that I I ask myself and with the ladies that I work with, we talk about when they're saying, I'm noticing this pattern of negative thinking, all right, is, is this an accurate thought? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But be honest about that. And then you can follow it up with whether it is accurate or not. Is it actually helpful? The example that I've used time and time again is I can't even count the amount of times that I have looked in a mirror, tried on a pair of pants, tried to squeeze into a pair of shorts and thought and said out loud or in my head, I hate my legs. 
my legs are big, my legs are thick, my legs are stocky, I don't blah, blah, blah. We could go on and on, but you basically get the drift because I know you've done this yourself. In all of those times that I've used those words, I've spoken that hate, I've spoken that negativity over myself, my legs don't magically get smaller. That's not how change works. Saying and thinking those negative thoughts over ourselves isn't what is going to motivate you to change. It doesn't also magically make change happen. It perpetuates that cycle. It widens that gap from me actually loving myself. It just allows me to hate myself more and more. It allows me to sit in that victim role and it allows me to give more validation onto why I need to change in order to be accepted. And so no, those thoughts to me, that's not helpful. Then thinking, are there other thoughts that I could think besides this? If you see yourself in a picture and you immediately go to your flaws, are there any other thoughts that you could be thinking besides the one tiny minute thing that you don't like about that? Or did something happen in your day and you were having a fine day and then you spilled your coffee we're going to dwell on that. Are there, is there anything else in that situation that you can think about other than the one tiny piece of negativity that we're probably fixating on? Asking yourself also, what will I gain from thinking this? And what will I lose from thinking this? Is this moving me towards where I want to go? Or is this pushing me back or keeping me stuck in the patterns that I've been in. After we go over those questions too, sometimes just being aware of our emotional state can be really powerful. We tend to really pick apart ourselves when we're very stressed, when we're very anxious, when we're tired, when everything else is kind of out of our control. The one thing that we tend to think that we can be in control of are is the way that we look or the way that we eat or the way that we exercise. So as a default, that tends to be what we fixate on. I know for me personally, and I know for all of my ladies that I coach, when we're really stressed, when I'm really stressed, that's my immediate. That's when I hate my body the most. When I'm really feeling anxious or upset, that allows me to not tackle the actual situations that's happening that allows me to shift from feeling the emotions that I need to feel feeling the expressions that I need to express releasing the negativity I don't want to feel angry I don't want to feel sad I don't want to feel mad so I'm just going to pick apart my body because I can do that and that even though that makes me feel like trash that has been so hardwired in me, I automatically can do it. And really, it's just kind of a band-aid so I don't have to deal with the things that I really don't want to deal with. Because even though making criticizing my body makes me feel like trash, that's comfortable trash, right? That's the familiar trash. That's the familiar path. Because we've all done it for so long. It's just an automatic. There's comfort in that horrible feeling and sensation like that's just familiar so like mm, I can just kind of do that instead begin to think about it begin to look at it 
and really ask yourself those hard questions and be honest. When you start to do that, when you start to be aware, we don't always have the time in the moment to come back and sit down and ask ourselves all of these questions. So when you notice it, maybe it's writing a little note in your phone, jotting it down, and then at the end of the day, coming back to it and journaling out and really deep diving into that and getting under the surface is where we can begin to shift and to change a little bit. And as you begin to do this a little bit more and more, it does become more automatic. In the story that I again shared about me looking at the woman in the photo and envying her body, I was able to, because I practice reframing, take that breath, take that space, ask myself some of those questions right there in the moment, and then start to work forward from that space. But it took me time and it's taken me practice. And the next step then is when you're starting to immediately go into that negative space, where can we shift it to a positive? Where can you twist your language just a little bit so it's maybe not quite as doom and gloom? And this doesn't mean flat out lie to yourself. When I saw the woman on the picture and her body looked different than mine, it wasn't, oh, Megan, you look just like her. And like, oh, yep, you just love your body so much it doesn't matter. It's not fake. Don't fake it. That's gross. Like we know the difference in that. But this is one example that we were actually talking about the other day in my last coaching call was the example of a woman who is starting working out and she, we have burpees in her program and she was saying, I can't do them. I just can't. My body doesn't do it. I, I'm, I, it doesn't work that way. Okay. What if instead of automatically saying, I can't, putting that like closed door, end of the story, done, there's no hope, it's a lost cause. I challenged her to say, what if you just said, my body's not there yet? We're not lying. It's true. She's building up to it. But it saying can't, saying that mm, that's not for my body, that's not for me, that's just end. That's period. At least saying I'm not there yet leaves room for an open door. It leaves room for growth and for change. And just even when I we talk about that, that feels different. That sounds different. That has a higher vibration than that hard no. And maybe, who knows, maybe that will not be something that is part of her regular routine. We're not there yet. We'll see. But we don't know. So why not leave it open to the unknown a little bit? Why not just give it a little bit more opportunity than the immediate shutdown. Somebody once told me, or actually this was earlier last week, I watched a YouTube video and another way of reframing that I loved, loved was the woman on the video said she no longer calls her to-do list a to-do list. She calls it a get-to list. I get-to list. How cool is that? Doesn't that seem a little bit different? Instead of I have to go grocery shopping, which I use all the time because it's not my favorite thing to do, I get to. I am privileged enough, I am fortunate enough that I can provide food for my home. 
I have food in my fridge. I have the ability to move my body. Instead of I have to exercise, I get to exercise. I have to go to work. I have the opportunity to work. Again, it feels different. It raises our vibration. And the more that we can raise our vibration, the more that we can sit in that elevated space, the more that the rest of our thoughts, actions, and behaviors start to fall in that pattern as well. The higher we're vibrating, the more we're calling that in. So my challenge for all of you is to really thinking about, just pay attention to the words that you use the thoughts that you have, whether again, it's over your body, your money, your work, people in your life, what it is, start to be aware throughout today, throughout this week, just notice those patterns, notice those thoughts. And the follow-up challenge to that is for every time you have say, I have to say, I get to see how you feel different. See how you respond and think differently. And let me know, because I love these conversations. I love when we get to throw these challenges out and you guys send me a message on Instagram and say, oh man, I did it. And this is what happened. We were talking about this the other day too with one of my clients, because we were sharing the same story. And I told her that I heard this and I decided this is what I was going to do. And then I went outside and it's winter here in Minnesota and it's so cold and it's so snowy. And I immediately went to that negative thought like, oh, this is miserable. And I don't want to do this. And so I had to really try hard. Like, but I get to feel the cold sensation. I get to be outside. <laughs> See, it doesn't have to be perfect and it's hard. But it's it ultimately it all boils down to the same. I don't want to be in that negative space. So I get to choose. You get to choose. The only thing that you have power over is your reaction, your thoughts, your behaviors. And where do you want to be that? Do you want to be in a negative or a positive space? It's your choice. So there's no right or wrong in that. Sending you all the most light and the most love, working towards those powerful reframing thoughts as we dive into 2020 and just become a little bit better versions of ourselves every single day, day in and day out. And before I head out today, I just, as we are talking about elevating up in 2020, one of my other intentions for 2020 is to reach as many people, women, humans as possible with this podcast and spread this message and spread the light and the love in any way that we can. And a huge way for us to do that together as a community is for you to give this recommendation out to somebody, share this podcast with somebody who needs to hear it, shout it out on social media, tag somebody who would benefit from it, and also hop over onto iTunes and give it a quick rating and review. It's the best way that we spread that traction actually around is those wonderful things like algorithms and and all those techie, techie terms, but it helps a lot and it helps us to continue to grow the community and become stronger together as a collective. So I appreciate that so very much. Enjoy your day and your positivity as I hear the wind blowing and the snow and thinking about how excited I am that I get to go and shovel my driveway. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.